0: Welcome in to another episode of We're Talking. We're talking baseball, Raging Cajun baseball, maybe some Raging Cajun softball, some belt baseball. Hey, we've got it all here. E- equal opportunity offender with Mister Walker, voice of the Raging Cajuns. How are you? Good, good. It's uh, it's almost time to get on the road again. Oh man, it's this time of year. I I don't know how to tell my boss I'm taking off sometime for the next three weeks, but I don't know when. You know, if the Cajuns go deep in the tournament,
1: it might be like, um, okay, leave tomorrow morning and then have one night in your bed like in the next week and a half. And if that's the case, I'm okay with it.
0: Well, that's the thing about it is if you do have one night in your bed or you're on the road, that means we're winning. and yep. That's always a good thing. Yes, it is. So uh, before we start talking baseball, um, softball, congratulations to the the softball team. Regional. I know some people are offended, and I am one of them that they did not get to host. But at the same time, I don't think they have a better opportunity uh, in that they a more favorable being close to home, a winnable bracket. I guess. What's your thoughts? You're going to tell me I'm wrong on everything.
1: You're wrong on everything you just said, because the most advantageous bracket you could have had is one that was being played at Lampson Park. Absolutely. All right. And I I have not, I do not and will not subscribe to, well, this is better because you're matched up with a number. Look, let me tell you, there's a reason why 15 out of 16 win home regionals every year. Because they're playing at home. So I, I, so look, if it does happen, and they go and they win that regional and then they're matched up with number seven and they win. Hey, nobody's going to celebrate more, more than me, but that
0: doesn't mean that they, that these folks were right. I absolutely agree. And I don't think even if, even if every national seed wins or every, all 16 seeds win, that still doesn't mean they were right. That just means those teams at home had the advantage of playing at home. And and you know, I look,
1: the metrics are what the metrics are. All right. Here's where I have a problem. The damn metrics are different every year. You know, with this particular um committee, it every a lot of stuff had to do with how did you do against the top 25? Well, the Cajuns didn't have a great record against the top 25. But I'm just here to tell you, I've just gotten to the point with this committee that moves moves the the needle every every year. They do something different. That if the Cajuns instead of being two and eight had been three and three, they would have said, "Oh, well, you didn't play enough games against the that." So shut up. You know why don't you just admit that you're just you're you're going to go ahead and because you've got a team that won you know x number of games because they got to play that many more games against the top 25 and and you're going to reward them you know and and I just I'm just irritated as hell that the committee once again has found a reason and and, and that's what it is boys and girls they were looking for a reason to not send a regional to Lampson Park, and they found one.
0: Especially when you're playing games against top 25 teams that are in your conference, you get three opportunities every that we'll weekend.
1: Never see. Every weekend,
0: so 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 no, I I'm just I I agree with you on everything you said. My only, and I was not agreeing with the committee sending them there, and I wasn't agreeing that it was better than hosting. I'm saying... No, but there are people who said this is better than hosting. I, I know that, and they're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're, well, you know, if you do that, then you're matched up with uh, number one.
1: Well, guess what? If you don't go on the road and win a regional, which very few teams do, you're not going to get to see number seven.
0: Absolutely. Somehow conference I'm, baseball. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm, That's okay. I have no... Well, that's because it. you got you got pissed off at an establishment that you went to that didn't want to serve you because well, that's they, right. they knew who you were. And <laughs> in the meantime, I don't get my ice cream. So I I'm pissed off too. And, and I was going to surprise you. I was going to walk in and say, here, and, here's a surprise for you. And, and you might even got a, a little hug out of that, but now you're not. So, But you're probably happy about that as well. Well, that I am happy about. All right. All right. Sunbelt Conference. Man, if you'd have told me after the uh, James Madison uh, series that the Cajuns would be sitting in third place by themselves, I would have said, sign me up for that right now immediately. Yeah. You know, you come back
1: from James Madison and you look at standings and stuff and you say, my God, I just hope we make the conference tournament. Uh, And then, you know, then you lose two out of three to coastal, but, you know, there were some folks who maybe were were figuring that maybe you wouldn't even get one, but you did, and you could have gotten two, maybe should have gotten two. But basically what happens is it is it was like, okay, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to go now. And I'm looking at this, okay, the ULM week. I said, okay, you're gonna have to win three here, then you're gonna have to win at least two, and then you're gonna have to win one or two, depending on how you and that looked like it was going to be a pretty daunting task. But they went, took care of their business in Monroe, very impressed with what they did over the weekend against a good Texas state club that had been playing really, really good baseball. And so now you're sitting here because your goal is to finish in the top six. And now you're sitting here saying, you know what? You get one this weekend and you're going to be in the top six and you might even be in the top six, even if you don't get one, that's how big the Texas state series was. You know, and,
0: and, and I don't think fans in general, not all fans. So stop with the emails or the texts or, but the, um I, I saw lots of things after the, the ULM series. Yeah. But yeah, yeah but sure. And, and, and I said, can we not just enjoy, I, I text one of my friends. I said, why do you have to poop on the Cajuns right now? Because as soon as we won the third game, he posts on Facebook. Uh, now we can't poop the bed against Texas state. And I'm going, can't you just spend 24 hours and enjoy it? Well,
1: you know, and I said, I wasn't going to, some fan, some fans, fan, some fans are who
0: some fans are, you know, yeah. you're not going to change them. Um, But the fact remains, though, that the Cajuns, unlike what happened when we went to James Madison, went to Monroe and took care of business. And not only took care of business, in a statement fashion, I thought. You know,
1: Matt Deggs put it very well when he explained Texas State, which also, I think, explains ULM as well. And while... Everybody was moaning and bitching because we got 50 guys thrown out on the bases this year. Some of them at pretty inopportune times. Matt Deggs put it very well today at the Diamond Club. Your reputation now precedes you. And the reputation is this team is, is athletic as hell They're going to be aggressive. They're going to make you make plays. You better hurry up if they hit a ground ball. And because of that, both teams got sped up and made mistakes that the Cajuns were able to take advantage of. Now, people who don't understand the game of baseball are going to go, oh, yeah, but, okay? This is the reputation this team has now, and it's a reputation that they earned because of the ridiculous aggressiveness that they have shown in, 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 in games that they've played this year. Now you combine that with a one through nine offense that is awake. It's been awake now for a couple three weeks. And then you combine that with the best defense that maybe this program has ever had. Certainly the best that I've ever seen. And now you're saying, you know what? We might have some shortcomings in the pitching staff, especially with the injuries that you got, but we've got a team that can overcome it because of the way they play. And that doesn't mean the Cajuns are going to have great success in Hattiesburg this weekend. They're going to play a very good program that's won 13 in a row at their house After it was announced today that their coach is retiring at the end of the season. So, you know, they're going to play their ass off for him. You think that it was done on purpose? I don't know, but, um, but I'll tell you what, it came at a good time for them. Yes. And so it doesn't mean they're going to go have success in Hattiesburg this weekend. They could. And if they could, it's probably going to be because of what I just said. But I've been saying for close to three weeks now that I like what I'm seeing out of this team. And yes, this team has got some flaws. But they're taking their strengths and finding a way to overcome their flaws. And if they continue to do that, well, they you know they just might have some fun before this is
0: all over with. I knew this was, oh, no. I, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's, it, it's uh, and I, I I think we lose sight of the fact, I hear things like when we ran ourselves out of an inning, trying to steal second. But at the same time, Coach Rogue even used to talk about this, that you have to get that man to second because you're unlikely to get three base hits. Yeah,
1: three hits in an in- inning is hard to come by.
0: Especially if you already have two outs. And, you know, I I
1: had, I got in a, um, I got in that same debate with somebody talking softball uh, over the weekend that um, they put in a, Jerry put in a pinch runner and she got thrown out trying to steal with Carly Heath at at the plate. And they said, well, Carly could have hit a home run. I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You know, Carly's hitting about 375, but most of those hits aren't home runs. And, uh, you know, and so I'm not sure I got through because I, I just, I just, don't think a lot of people understand the game enough to know that there's almost always a method to Matt Degg's madness. And he's kind of, you know what he's starting to remind me of? You ever watch the the, the Thomas Dolby um, video? She blinded me with science? Yeah. When all of a sudden that guy pops up and goes, science! That, that's, that's him. <laughs> that's Matt Degg's. And, and, and he's, he's kind of like the mad scientist sometimes with some of the moves he makes and not all of them work, but it works enough to where he's getting in people's heads now, besides us. Okay. Yeah. Besides the fans, he's getting in the heads of the opposition now. And and that doesn't happen overnight. That happens as the result of consistency in how you manage and how you coach. And if there's one thing he's been with the running game, it's been consistent.
0: And we see that when we have a stolen base, I think it was Heath Hood, because he seems to do a lot, slides into second, and the and the throw goes into center field. So instead of just taking second, now he's taking third. We've seen that happen quite a few times this year. We
1: have also seen um, uh, pickoff throws to first base go down the right field line. We've also seen the the, the, the throws to, to second base go over the second baseman's head, and out of... that is not just because these guys make mistakes. It's
0: because the Cajuns have a reputation, and it works. It's a it's a winning combination right now. Uh, I know we just had Senior Weekend, so I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, CJ Willis. We both wear the band, Work While You Wait. Yep. Is there a better example that you've seen, at least lately? You know, CJ Willis spent three years with the Cajuns after
1: starting um, at TSAB. And not very many people know CJ because CJ's kind of quiet. You know he's not a big, outspoken rah rah guy, but what C.J. Willis is a, is a great teammate. And Matt Deggs talk has been talking about C.J. Willis since C.J. Willis got to campus about what a great teammate he is. And you know C.J. Um, you know he had he had a big a big day on Senior Day. He's had some. Uh, some games where he has struggled, but one thing that's never changed is his demeanor. You know, he's he's the same CJ every day, and there's something to be said for that kind of consistency in the clubhouse. Um, he's done a lot of working while he's waited, and and he's gotten quite a few opportunities, and now he's a
0: mainstay in the lineup. 556 on the weekend. If I'm reading my notes correctly, two hits and in one inning. Yeah that was the big 6 run inning that helped the Cajuns win on Sunday. And that's where back to team speed again, spun it out of control. The there was a throw to first base. The the right fielder didn't back him up, and we ended up getting I believe a run out of that. It it was an amazing. It was yeah, it was um so
1: yeah, but C- CJ's um you know, he'll walk right by you and not talk to you. But if you talk to him, then yeah. all of a sudden he his his face
0: just brightens, and he's you know gotta love a kid like that. The thing that I think about CJ too is is that I I see talking about a teammate, he's always the one who's uh you know getting the bat from the batter's box if he's not playing, bringing the balls to the pitcher, uh, the umpire. But you know I forgot where I was going. But you but you're right. It's about the smile. Yeah. The kid I don't think has a bad day. Oh, I know where I was going. Have you ever seen a batter, a left-handed batter against a left-handed pitcher? His just his, like re, his
1: reverse splits are, are are mind-boggling. He's got he's got reverse splits that make you go, wait, what? Yeah, you know. Well, you know, may have to may have to go ahead and put a right-hander in there because there's a lefty. going, no, what you need to do is maybe move him up in the batting order. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, Max Marshall.
1: You and I talked about this before we started this. We were at the Diamond Club today. And all of the seniors who were there invited to come by and, and just, you know, thank the people in the Diamond Club. We were great supporters. And um, you know, if you look at the Cajun seniors, the, the they had seven ball players. Well, Willis and Hammond and Ouch are all from North Louisiana. Um, Rawls is from East Texas, but had a sister that played for the Cajuns. So he's very familiar with what this place is about. You got Will Veyon, who's from right down the road. And um, and I'm missing, oh, and Heath Hood, whose uncle played for the Cajuns, played on Robe's very first team. So you got those six guys who had a familiarity with the program. Then you have Max Marshock who had none of that. He was a guy who was leaving Texas Tech, wasn't sure where he was going to go, took a flyer on the Cajuns because whoever it was that recruited him did a a job to sell him. And then for him to stand up today and talk about the embracing of the culture, to talk about what South Louisiana has come to mean to him and to his family. I was kind of blown away by him today with what he had to say. Um, like I said, all the other guys had at least a little bit of a tie to South Louisiana in this program. Marshock didn't. And he might have been the most eloquent out of all of them talking about um playing for the Cajuns, being at Russo Park, uh, the cooking club, the fan base, just the, the culture of the school, the culture of student-athletes, the the, the the joie de vivre of, of South Louisiana. I was just really impressed with that.
0: I, I thought uh, he set the tone for the rest of them coming up. And afterwards, the questions that were asked, I think it choked up everybody in the room. That asked a question or that was listening. Yeah, it. it um, I think he touched a lot of people, you know. And Max kind of has
1: that reputation of just being a, you know, a growl, intense alpha type. we saw a softer side of him today yeah. that
0: I'm not sure everybody was was uh,
1: expecting to see.
0: Heath, Hood, you mentioned, Heath. Um, to me, like you said, his ties. Uh, with his uncle but the way he plays the game in the intensity and you can say that for almost every one of these guys that we're talking about but to me he embodies what it means to be a tough dude plays with a lot of intensity
1: uh, high motor that's going all the time expects a lot of himself and and doesn't ask any more of anybody else on the team than what he asks of himself. I'll tell you what, what, and I'm glad he brought it up today. Cause not everybody gets to know the, 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 the people and the families and, and, and stuff like that. Kevin and Robin didn't miss very many weekends, especially this year. Yes. Okay. They, the last year they were in, they were in town, almost every time the Cajuns played at home and made a road trip here and there. They even made the road trip to uh, Marshall uh, this year. And James Madison. I I, I don't remember if they made both of them or not, but the, but the point is, you know, it's for those folks who live out of state, this is not, it's not an easy thing every single weekend to go and, um, and 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 be with raging cajuns baseball. I mean, we don't have too many fans that do it. Um, but for the parents, living out of state and and going through and, and the expense of coming every single weekend and staying at a hotel and and doing those things. Um you know kevin and Robin have been just great supporters of the program um, and and supporters of Heath
0: and but I, you know, I, I just like his makeup, man. I just do. He he he's solid and I and we'll get a chance to play at the next level. Where he goes from there will be up to him. But he he's he's got the right attitude in the makeup. So um another one with a huge smile when you say hello. Just all of them. I don't I don't I don't know. I just can't say enough. Will Vayon Cajun boy. Closest one to home here, and uh, I think we were both kind of talking about him last in the fall. Really, we're only expecting him to be a DH, not be able to play the field right. because he had, he's he had been some playing injury. injury.
1: He uh, he's had some injuries, yeah, but he's battled through them. You know what? I wasn't I wasn't shocked, and at the same time, there were a couple of times, and I said, "Really, you know, you talk." to teammates and say, who's the guy that lights the fire? And a lot of them said, it's Will Veon with, with his leadership, you know, some of these guys lead by example. Will Veon is much more of a vocal type leader. Um, and I'm not sure that everybody realizes the kind of leader Will veon has been. Uh, for this for this team and and for this program, and Mar- and some of that might be you know if you meet his dad Mark Mark Mark's a soft spoken guy Very. he doesn't say a whole lot, um, you know, would you like a beer? There's five okay five words, um, and Michelle his mom is a little more outgoing but but not neither one of them is what I would call gregarious, and you know for Will to have that role on this team was a little surprising to me. But let me tell you something. His
0: teammates think the world of him, and they're not afraid to say so. he He's been fun to watch, and i'm I'm glad uh, he's been able to play the field as well. so um, Jerry Couch, we didn't get to see much of him, a senior this year, though, but came out on the final day and said, "Take this Texas state and did his job. yeah. he um, He's had a couple of good outings lately for the key hadn't pitched a lot
1: of innings, but you know, especially when the Cajuns have been on the road and, and I've had Bab with me and we've talked about Tony used to talk about his pitchers and that they were in the back of the bus and had to work their way to the front of the bus. And, you know, we've watched Jerry couch work his way up on the bus this year to where he's one of those arms now that Matt Diggs believes in and is going to rely on. Uh, and, So, you know, although he didn't pitch very much for a good part of the year, you know, he's another guy that kept on working and and now he's getting an opportunity. Now, you know, he's a a North Louisiana kid. He's from Bossier City. Uh, But he's a a graduate transfer from uh, Charleston Southern. Well, actually, he actually graduated uh, Saturday, but uh, it was a, a senior transfer from Charleston Southern. And I love the way that he said today, he said, you know, I wasn't really sure where I was going to go. And then, and then when Coach Wells called and said they were interested and in, in, in how quickly he said yes, because he knew. He knew what this
0: place was all about. I, I, I'm, I'm hesitating here because I'm not sure which way to go, but let, let's go uh, with Jake Hammond. In. Okay, you would do that to me. Uh.
1: I, I stood up and, said, and 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 I almost said this at the Diamond Club today, but I didn't think I could get it out. Okay, I
0: know I'm struggling.
1: Um, Mike Desermo said to his football team one day in a pregame, "All we need is all you got," and I just thought that was such a great comment. All we need is for you to give us everything you have on this particular day. Now, some days you're going to have more to give than others, but give 100% of what you have that particular day. And, And that just, it just touched me. Jake Hammond's the poster child on this team for that statement. He's battled injuries all year long. We watched him come out Sunday and struggled to get through one inning. And he stood up today and he said, I probably pitched my last inning because of of injuries. But that's a guy that every day gave 100% of what he had, even if what he had was about 10%. He gave 100% of that. And that's the embodiment. Of I think what Mike Desermo was talking about that day when when he said that uh, to his team, um, you know he's not going to be able to um, participate uh, from here on out. But he'll give a hundred percent of his leadership. He'll give a hundred percent of his support. He'll give it. So he's still. We're still going to be able to say Jake Hammond. All I need is all you got, and he's going to give you all he's got, even though what he's got is not going to allow him to get on the field and so i I just I respect all of these guys because of their work ethic, but Jay Hammons, the poster child for me i I just man, every time I see that dude, I just want to hug him, and you know and now a lot of people don't realize you know Jay Hammons about to go to law school all right he he, did, he, did, he, did, he didn't have an easy curric- curriculum. As a matter of fact, I think when Dylan Moore was in a few weeks ago, they actually got a chance to talk a little bit. But, uh, but no, this guy's going to be a lawyer, and he's going to be a damn good one.
0: Uh, you know, always, always comes up and shakes my hand. Oh, yeah. And says, hello, mm-hmm. and how are you doing? And I ask him, how's the arm? How's the back? And he'll tell you, I'm okay. I'm okay. And, and you know, he's hurting. Sure. But you're, you're right. I think he is. Uh, if if you hadn't Matt Deggs being an attorney, he's Matt Deggs as an attorney. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. So uh, Cooper Rawls, number 17, you know, we've had another 17 here too. And I don't want to compare the two. No, because they're be not fair. comparable. They're not. Uh, but at the same time, Uh, Cooper has played another work while you wait last year.
1: You know, Cooper was a guy last year that I think in in the times that he went out there, he hoped he'd get you out. This year, Cooper Rawls has taken the mound expecting to get you out, and he's done it more often than not. You know, this guy's got 10 wins and a save, dude. (laughs) 10 wins and a save. That directly responsible for 11 wins on this team this year. And he's, he's a guy, first of all, my understanding is in the clubhouse, he's got a great sense of humor. Um, plays the guitar. Plays the guitar. Uh, a, yes. lot of, a lot of folks don't know that it was his girlfriend that sang the national anthem on Saturday. And Julian Brock told me during the podcast that we did that Cooper Rawls was easily the best singer on the team. So they're making beautiful music together right now, in a manner of speaking. Um, Very dry sense of humor, but he's got a sense of humor, but it's real dry. And, uh, you know, today, of course, now he's
0: got, he had the background of what it was like to be a Cajun because his sister Julie played here. But at the same time, he was playing baseball at junior college, so it wasn't like he was able to spend every right. But but he was right. able. But you know, he was able yes. to to talk to family and know what it was about.
1: And you know, he talked about the fact that you know there, there there's there's been you know a little hardship that they all had to go through and 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 all of that. But um, but this this is where this is where he wanted to be, and he brought up his mom, which of course you know got laughter and applause because. Um, shout out to you regina because 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 Reggie is who Reggie is and she wears her passion on her sleeve and she is her children's biggest fan and she what I like about Reggie is two things first of all, she hates to lose and secondly, she always thinks we're gonna win yes i I, I like that but you know she's um uh, a very she's got a very big personality uh and um you know i'm sure that there have been times where cooper's been so incredibly proud and a couple of times where he's said you know mom i wish you hadn't have said that but but hey the it's it's a it's a good family uh reg and and her husband robert and was glad to see julie come in over the weekend yes. it was good to see her
0: uh but coop um uh, I like Coop, man. I just like the dude. He, he's he's always there. You know, I was looking uh, when I was doing the Diamond Club newsletter earlier in the week. I was pulling up his stats, and I pulled up his picture. That's on Raging Page, Ah uh, Raging Cajun, and uh, he's a little chunky in the face there. And I remember the coaches saying that you know he went home and he got in uh, after the fall. He went home and 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 one of the reasons he's so good now is because he worked while he waited in between and he lost the weight and came back in better shape than he was in the fall. I didn't recognize him.
1: I didn't. First of all, I didn't recognize him in the fall because he had worked out so much in the off season, looked like he had put on about 20 pounds of muscle. And then he, he sculpted that even more. And and when he came back, um,
0: and, and you know what, the, the kids just had a hell of a year. He really has. Uh, it's been fun to watch him, and he—he, uh, he, uh, there, are just so many games that you can talk about. Uh, you know, I—I I think I texted you and Brad. I said Cooper Rawls just said take that and shove it up your your Yahoo uh, on Sunday, and then I remember him going out on the 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 first game of the doubleheader at South Alabama and just giving everything for four innings, mm-hmm. and he gave up a home run, and you know that he probably would not have given up if he wouldn't ask. To, to go for it. Well, you know what, when he came out in the um
1: in the game at at LSU, you know, Trey Morgan hit a tape measure home run off him. First batter that he faced. I mean, it was not one of those that crawled over the right field wall. It was one of those that went somewhere in the stratosphere. And what did he do? He struck out the side. See you later. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite.
0: And everyone don't get us wrong here these are these are these young men are all individuals and all have personalities that you would love and uh, but th- I think the thing that I love about them the most is they love being a Cajun that's it so. they have um and they made that very clear today
1: and 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 you you could just you could just tell how sincere they were i mean it, it was just it was just really cool
0: you know, and I think all of this, the the senior weekend and the, and the final uh, Diamond Club luncheon of the year, um, it, it just goes to say that uh, these guys are all winners, and I know they're going to give everything. Are, are we missing somebody? I was. Well, to... I, I'm looking, and, and we mentioned CJ and Marshak
1: and Hood and Rawls Hammond. and Couch and Hammond, but didn't we have seven?
0: We had Will on. We talked. Oh, uh, Vayon, yes. I just realized him that too. I missed. Okay. I missed Will on the
1: newsletter. There you there, go. So I apologize.
0: Right. That,
1: okay, so we did mention them all. I'm glad.
0: Yeah. Uh, but uh, a fun day at the Diamond Club and uh, had to go get Coach Deggs off the podium there because, I mean, I think we were 10 after 1, 115, and I'm going like trying to look at my watch, trying to go get him. But he every time I would look at him to say it's time to go, he would turn his head and start talking to somebody else. So let's do it. Yeah, you know, uh, coach is very
1: proud over the fact that we broke the stolen base record this year, and um, and again, I, I want to stress again how doing that has sent a message to the rest of this league, and the rest of this league because of that respects the Cajun speed so much that you're that they're being asked to do things they normally don't do or don't do well or can't do, and they have a tendency. To, um, to speed up and make mistakes because of it. Now, does that mean that Southern Miss is going to go out and have 26 errors this weekend? Of course not. They're, they're a very good club. Um, but, you know, I think it's interesting that the Cajuns have made about 40%, 42% of the errors that their opposition has made this year. In conference play, it's about a third, all that right? They've made only a third of the errors that the competition has made. And that's not all based on the fact that the Cajuns are good defensively. No. It's partially based on the fact that we make teams make mistakes.
0: Quickly, because I know you need to go, what do the Cajuns need to do to, to take two out of three or what? Just what do they need to do in general to win some games? Well, you know, I I think
1: it still starts on the bump, okay? It still starts on the bump. Um, You know, you're going to have Nezu and Fluno on Thursday and Friday. You want them to do three things. Number one, give you some innings. Number two, keep the ball in the ballpark. And if you're going to give up home runs, make them solos. And don't be generous. You know, make them earn everything they get. Don't walk people. Don't hit people. Don't don't do that stuff to where, you know, a a slugger can come up and hit a three-run homer instead of a solo homer. So I still think it starts there. The other parts of the Cajuns I, I, I feel good about, okay? Now, look, Tanner Hall's a Buffalo that's going to go on Thursday night. He's, he's going to be the pitcher of the year in the Sun Belt, And he deserves to be, he's um, he's going for his 11th win on, on Thursday. I think that um, coach Deggs described him very well. He's a poor man's Greg Maddox. You know, he's going to, he's got multiple pitches. He's not overpowering. He's going to work corners. He's going to work in, out, up, down. He's going to nibble, if you will. Um, But the Cajuns, I just like the way they're swinging the bat right now. And I like the way they're swinging the bat one through nine. And they're not hitting a ridiculous amount of home runs, but they're hitting a lot of doubles. And so I feel like the Cajuns are going to get something done offensively. Uh, I don't know how much. And some of it may depend. Look, Coastal Carolina just hammered Southern Miss. With Tanner Hall on the mound, but Hall walked seven in four innings, which is something he never does because he was nibbling and maybe gave too much respect to Coastal Carolina's hitters. Um. But but it's gonna if they're gonna have success this weekend, it's going to be because starting pitching kept them in the game.
0: Absolutely, I agree with you totally there because I think even if the starting even if 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 the guys that start the game give up four or five runs and but if they do that over six innings and spreading them out to where it's one run innings i think we will be successful it um look it's not going to be easy
1: they're a really good club uh you know there was a reason why they were a top 10 preseason team uh and they're they're just really really good and and i got to tell you you're walking into the most hostile environment in the Sunbelt Conference because they're going to have over 5,000 people there. Now, you know, we announce certain attendance, They do too, and it's, you know, they don't have that many people every night, just like the Cajuns didn't have 3,900 every night. But they're going to have them this weekend. Yes. It's senior weekend. Scott Berry's retiring, and the Cajuns are
0: coming to town. And Coach Babb said he already got a phone call asking if we were going to use all of our... Player pass list Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, we were going to ask you for five times as much. And uh, that's what he essentially told him. He said, yes, we're going to use them all and then some if you got them. Yeah. So yeah. It's uh no, I I think it's gonna be a
1: great atmosphere this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I'm hoping the Cajuns can um win the series. Because I think if they win the series. They can't finish any lower than third if they take two this weekend. Um, Now, that means we're getting up real early in the morning on Wednesday because it means that we'd be playing at 9 a.m. But that would be great. If you could go ahead, win the series, get the three seed, even if you got to play at 9 o'clock, even if we have to go to bed at 8 o'clock Tuesday night, Craig,
0: or just stay up all night and go straight to the ballpark. Well, around every week could do that too. So, all right, Jay. I know this was a little different, but I wanted uh, and no, uh, no, the season's not over, but at the same time, these guys, uh, the 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 seniors talking at the Diamond Club lunch, uh, there was energy there, there was there was emotion there that I wanted to capture from the two of us, not. Hopefully, a month from now, if the when the Cajuns are still playing, you know, uh, we can we can talk about those guys again. So, any last words? I'm Fun Belt Sports. I don't know who that is, but they did their
1: their um, All Sun Belt team, and um, they don't have Julian Brock as the catcher, so it's useless. It's irrelevant. It's yes. irrelevant.
0: All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We've had a wonderful time talking baseball we've got some time left uh over the next couple weeks so thanks jay thank you sir you've been listening to we're talking we've been talking baseball raging cajun baseball with voice of the cajuns jay walker thanks for listening Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it.
1: Share it. Put it in your podcast. Broadcast it. Or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.